Big stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. So it sounds like things are moving forward on the arena front. And unlike the last attempt, there, there appears to be some real momentum uh, behind the idea of, of the City and the Flames partnering on a new arena or event center, as I guess we're calling it. Uh, the city now has a lot invested uh, in the Rivers District, and there's a real emphasis on this project, and it centers around an event center. So maybe the difference this time is that the city has a real vested interest in an arena being built, as opposed to maybe the last go-around where it was seemed to, seen as only something that the Flames wanted. But the question still remains. I mean, how are we going to pay for for this? Now, the example out of Edmonton that, that certainly has been pointed to many times is that you can implement a, a CRL, a community revitalization levy, to pay for this development. That essentially you draw a line around the, the boundary of this CRL zone and the revenue from any new property tax that results from, from projects being built can go to pay for that particular project. Like, for example, in Edmonton, the arena gets built. There's some other development that goes on around the arena because it's in the CRL zone. That additional property tax revenue goes to pay for the arena, or at least the city's portion of it. Now, Calgary has used CRLs before. And in fact, we already have one in place for the East Village, which makes it a little more problematic for Calgary to expand it even further. Because there are some risks inherent in this approach. So with all of this going on, there's a new report out uh, from the School of Public Policy of the University of Calgary that that hopefully will be read by Calgary City Councilors, uh, looking at the potential benefits of the CRL approach, but maybe more importantly, looking at the risks when it's done wrong or used incorrectly. So joining us to talk about all this, very pleased to welcome to the program, Nancy Wayne, graduate of the Master of Public Policy at the School of Public Policy, co-author of this report, which folks can read at policyschool.ca. Nancy, great to have you with us here. Welcome to the program. Hi, thanks for having me, Rob. All right, so first of all, let's get a better understanding of what a, a CRL is. It, it has a different term in the United States. I think it's Tax Incremental Financing, or TIF, but uh, right. I think we're talking about the same thing. We call it a CRL, so what is it? Right. So as you said, it really is a type of a value capture that is emerging as a flexible financial tool for municipalities to use. It essentially frees up cash today against the future value of, a, of land in a particular zone um, and allows the city to develop that land using the board funds in the hopes that um, because of that development, private investment will come in develop the area further, raise up property values um, in that area, and the city would then be able to recoup the amount that they borrowed through the property tax revenues. So that is essentially how the TIF or the CRL works. So in the past, uh, it's traditionally been used to um, revitalize areas that are seen as blighted. So for example, Calgary's East Village, an area where on its own, it's seen that it's not going to uh, attract private investment. But recently, municipalities have been using it to um, um, subsidize or to encourage uh, private investment in the form of arenas, as we've seen in Edmonton, and as Calgary is exploring with um, the Calgary Next project. Right. When we look at the East Village, and, and certainly we've seen an overhaul of the East Village, but does that mean that the CRL has worked? So 
I think it's worked in part in the sense that as we go to the East Village, we do see uh, quite a remarkable development. We do see mixed-use properties, um, and just uh, the, the, that community has a different uh, feel to it. But when we dug deeper in our report, we saw that um, um, aside kind of the high-level um, view uh, that we can see in the community, when we look at the financials, we see that the city hasn't really demonstrated its ability to pay back those borrowed funds in the allotted time. So the initial allotted time was 20 years. Um, so the city had up to 2027 to pay back that initial money uh, that they had borrowed to revitalize the East Village. In the data that's been shared uh, that we, we could access, we, do not, we are not convinced that the city is able to pay back. And recently, city council voted to extend that timeline to another 20 years, to, so to 2047, to pay back that loan and to um, add on projects to continue to further develop that area and the Victoria Park and encompass the Calgary Next. So looking at the financials, we really are seeing that um, there isn't um, um, accountability to pay back that money anytime soon. And Calgarians may be on the hook to pay it back should the city not be able to uh, refine it, to pay that money back uh, in 2047. So, I mean, there's there's a limit, right? I mean, you know, we, we I suppose in theory we could just draw a circle around the entire city of Calgary and say it's it's a CRL, but obviously mm-hmm. at, at some point it just, it, it, it doesn't work that way. Correct. And as uh, a lot of U.S. cities that have kind of experimented with this, with this have, have, have seen, they've, you know, some cities have 100 CRLs um, in their town, they've really seen that it becomes problematic when um, you basically tie up all your future property tax revenues. So in Calgary, uh, with the East Village, for example, as the revitalization zone was being drawn, the, the criteria that should have guided that was, um, you know, let's draw the, the zone around an area that is really blighted. So an area that is because of crime or because of whatever else cannot attract private investment. And let's really make sure that that area cannot attract private investment except for the, the city coming in and injecting some public funds. So in this East Village, that boundary was drawn, but it ended up including the Encana Bull which was already decided uh, to be built um, two years prior to this zone being drawn. So what the city essentially did was to try to fail-proof their zone by ensuring that um, a a, a substantial private investment in the boat was included in that zone so that the the value, the revenues from that property could go to pay back some of those board funds. So that is not how the zone should be drawn, right? Because it's really arbitrarily including a private investment that's already been uh, secured um, to ensure that we can pay back the funds. So that's one problem. The other problem, as we're seeing, as Calgary is uh, interested to um, raise up further infrastructure, um, they're really expanding uh, the zone and expanding the, the scope of projects to be um, completed within that zone. So what we're seeing here is a sense of scope creep that um, the CRL zone will cover a number of projects and we're just not sure where the money will come from or if those projects will be able to pay back that loan in the end. I mean, one of the, the arguments against the CRL is the notion that the development within that zone is, is you know, development that wouldn't otherwise exist. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, the office tower that gets built, if there's a need for an office tower in a city, I mean, it's going to be built anyway. So the suggestion... Mm-hmm. I mean, the argument behind the CRL is that it only exists because of what's going on in the CRL. So, is, I mean, is there anything to that? How, how do we view the new development in this zone, whether that development just would have existed elsewhere? 
And I think the phone just died. Uh, dear. Okay. I tell you what. Let's take a break. Yeah, we seem to be having some phone issues today. And on the day of the Friday free-for-all, that's uh, an ominous song. But we'll try to get that figured out. Uh, and uh, we'll continue this conversation here. 403-974-8255. We're back with more right after this. A new report out from the School of Public Policy at the University of Calgary looking at the idea of a CRL, a community revitalization levy, to finance an entertainment district, which is what Edmonton has done and which apparently is what Calgary is looking at doing. Uh, Nancy Wayne of the School of Public Policy co-authored this report is on the line with us. So, Nancy, and again, we, we look at Edmonton where it seems to be a success. You've got office towers, restaurants, etc. But if there's a need for a certain number of office uh, towers or is a, a demand for a certain number of restaurants or nightclubs, aren't those going to exist within a market with or without a CRL? So to some extent, it will. Uh, to another extent, uh, in areas where uh, there's a lot of kind of work to be done. So, for example, in Edmonton, that area that uh, where the, the entertainment district has been built uh, was parking law. Mm-hmm. It needed a lot of cleaning up. So the city um, put in the initial investment to clean that up and then really attract those private investors to come in and um, put up their office buildings or uh, what what have you. What we're seeing in Edmonton um, with all that investment that the city has put forth though, um, in their um, economic scenarios to pay back that loan, they are say- seeing that in a stress test scenario where the economy isn't great and they're not able to um, uh, accrue as much revenue as they thought, they will not be able to pay back that CRL uh, levy loan. Um, in a worst-case scenario, they will be able to just barely pay it. So really, you know, it, while it's a great idea to get that investment, is it worth it for taxpayers if we're not able in the end to pay back that initial investment? Um, and that is our worry in Calgary. Um, as I was saying, in the East Village, um, it was necessary to an extent for the city to go in and uh, really again, put in that, that initial investment to clean up some of that area. But for um, uh, an investment like the bull, Incana had already decided that they were going to build the bull. Right. So it wasn't necessary for uh, the revenue for the bull to be included in that zone. Um, and really, by including it, the city is essentially diverting the property tax revenues from uh, the bull to pay back some of that loan when some of that revenue could have gone to pay back other public initiatives uh, in the city. So we're uh, concerned that with Calgary Next, we're going to essentially subsidize uh, the Calgary Flames with the arena and the amenities surrounding the arena uh, by um, using the CRL to, to, to put in a substantial investment to remediate that land and to build some of the infrastructure needed. Um, and in the end, we won't be able to recoup that revenue through the arena operations. So what kind of safeguards then need to be in place if the city is going to move forward on this? Uh, the city uh, has to really um, ensure that the scope that they're looking to use the CRL um, is limited. Um, so already we're seeing that, um, you know, it's, it's hinting that it, it won't be limited as they're looking at a, a quite a large-scale project. Uh, but the city has to define uh, what is um, the intent of this CRL. Is it to revitalize an area that is blighted, an area that will not attract uh, private investment but for this public funds being infused in it, or are we trying to subsidize private investment um, in this area? So the city really has to be clear and honest about what they're trying to do with the CRL. Um, and if they can define um, what is that like, what is the private investment that would not come into this area but for the public funds, then it can get them a little closer to really determine uh, what the cost benefits of using the CRL are um, around um, if we use the CRL within a 20, 40-year period, 
will we be able to pay back those funds and to generate even further funds for Calgarians? Um, so some of that analysis um, is really what is needed uh, to ensure that the city is making a, a decision that is best for the public and not misusing public funds that could best that could be better used uh, elsewhere. All right. Well, I guess we'll see what happens uh, more, as mentioned, at policyschool.ca. Nancy, thanks so much for joining us here today. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.